1: Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello,
0: boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report. The Ralph Report. Don't put bouillon cubes in your butthole. That's right. So happy to have you (laughs) joining us today. Oh, very excited today for so many reasons. First of all, it's our 800th show. Wow. (laughs) To celebrate 800 shows, we've invited some guests to come join us as we record this particular show. The four-star generals are on hand watching us do this live, so that always gives us a little bit of an extra Oomph. jump in our step, a little a little uh, lead in our pencil, as they say, <laughs> a little blood in our dicks. <laughs> well, okay, you had to just put. I got to spell it out it right there on Front Street, didn't you? I think we're all going to have a good time today. I know I will. You know why?
1: Why? i love to ride on the drinking bar.
0: Ah. Yeah. I like the uh, live shows for the four stars because I allow myself to indulge while you, recording. You do indulge.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You do indulge well. Usually I don't drink and uh, pod.
1: No. Usually I drink after the pod. You will really only ever drink during the live shows. I know. That's why I like the live shows. Right.
0: I give myself permission. Yeah, good for you. It is our 800th show. I am your old... Oh, I should do this first. It is June 17th. Year of our goddess Lilith, twenty twenty one. All hail Lilith! It is right to give her thanks and praise. Welcome to this Thursday show. I am your old podcast pal Ralph Garman, sitting here in the Batcave with me is the Rear Admiral himself, (laughs) Daddy to Stanley, (laughs) Sheriff of Ghost Town, me, and wrongheaded consumer of cheesesteaks. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's... Holy God. Holy God.
0: Some people call him Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. If you ate cheesesteaks properly, you wouldn't be getting so much
1: static from your Garmy. I don't give a fuck how hmm. other people eat their cheesesteaks. Hmm. So why do fine. people give a shit about how I eat mine? I guess
0: if you just want to live in a world without rules, Live then, then and
1: goddamn
0: let live i see that's how we should so all go through this just life just anarchy for you that's the way you look if at that's it.
1: how i want my own if i want personal anarchy that's how i should have it yeah but, but my choice my body my choice but but don't be wrong i think is what a lot of people are oh, saying wrong is subjective you're just just too, like comedy you're just too wrong kids
0: it is 800 episodes into this particular program and i cannot tell you how thankful I am that you guys out there have been along for the ride. It is truly remarkable to me. When I started this enterprise, I didn't think that it would turn into what it has. And there's so much good stuff that comes out of this for me and for Eddie and for Steve and everybody involved. And it largely is uh, it's from you guys. It's yeah. from the Garmy. So it's been amazing. Thank you so much. I have so many people to thank and I want to get those Done here at the top as we celebrate 800 episodes because it is a, uh, a group effort to get this show in your ears five days a week. Uh, and there's people I need to thank. First and foremost, the guy who sits across the table from me here, Eddie Pence showing up every day and just just working his ass off taking my licks and putting up with a lot of (laughs) shit from a lot of people myself first and foremost so uh thank you for that steve ashton as i always say he was the first one to come on board and say whatever you need i'm here i want to i want to play and i'm happy to help and he has done that uh week in and week out except for last week
1: (laughs) um so just a little Mm no he
0: doesn't even get paid he can be here as much or as little as i'm saying
1: that could have been left out but no uh.
0: i'd like to give steve a little shot once in a while he's a good man so thanks to steve ashton (laughs) carrie of course my lovely ex-wife who is the first lady of the podcast still running things for uh, the business end of this and uh just does so much to to service the garmy and to keep the show rolling along and to make sure things go as smoothly as they possibly can She has been a godsend in so many ways, besides being the mother of my child and a person that I love very much. So thanks to Carrie. Can't say enough about Gilbert Flores. Yeah. Kid came out of nowhere begging me to let him help edit the show and put it together and polish the show and master it. And I turned him down over and over and over again because I am largely a stubborn uh, control freak. And I said, oh, I don't know this guy. And he can't do the job. And I got to do it myself. And he does it so much better than I ever did or ever Because that's what he
1: does. I know. He does sound stuff. But I don't, I didn't know that then. They probably told you he did sound stuff. Yeah,
0: you know, but a lot of people say they do a lot of things in this business particularly. And then you start working with them, you go, well, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And I didn't want to put this thing. My, the, all my eggs are in this right. basket. I, I did not want someone to carry the basket who was yeah. going to drop.
1: It. A lot was riding on it. I got
0: it. And he came there. through and he kept bugging me and I finally gave him a shot. And uh, You've been boy, a changed
1: man since he came on. He board.
0: has changed my life only for the better. So Gilbert, thank you so much. Uh, who else do we have to thank? Uh, Jen Pastorini who helps us with the website. Um, boy, I'm sure I'm forgetting people. Um, so many people who uh, just do so much to keep this show rolling along. And so I wanted to start the show off by giving them thanks. And thanks to you, of course, as I mentioned, the Garmy, because literally you're the reason we do it and you're the reason we can do it. And I was so blown away by so many folks leaving sweet, sweet messages of congratulations regarding our 800th episode. I put some of them together in a little montage here. I thought we'd kick off the show by playing this.
1: Hey, Ralph, uh, happy 800th anniversary show to The Ralph Report. I've been listening since day one. I'd like to congratulate you, Carrie, Libby, Steve, Eddie, Gilbert, and all the other people that have helped make that show possible for the past 800 episodes. LMB. Hey, Ralph, Eddie,
0: Steve, Gilbert,
1: anyone else that has
0: anything to do with the show, This is Angie, three-star in Orange County, and I just wanted to congratulate you guys on reaching such a milestone. It has been such a pleasure to listen to you just about every single day um, since the very beginning. So, thanks for
1: all the laughs and OMB. Hey Ralph, hey Eddie, hey Steve, Daniel from Kentucky. I wanted to call and say congratulations on your 800th
0: episode. That is one amazing milestone, and you guys absolutely deserve all the praise in the world for reaching it you put out a quality show every single day um but just as important is the uh
1: family that you have created in the garmin 800 fucking episodes how the fuck did that happen already Anyway, happy fucking 800 episodes. I was going to try and leave a message where I said the word fuck 800 times, but I think that would take just way too fucking long to do. So I just wanted to call you guys, congratulate you on this fucking milestone that you guys got going on here. And I want to thank you guys for being who you are, for being so welcoming to the Garmin, making us feel like we're part of the damn fucking family. Um, and I want to thank the Garmi for being who they are and for always making me feel so loved and welcome. So with that, happy fucking 800, LMFB. Hey, Ralph. Uh, my name is Farhad. I'm a longtime fan. And 800 episodes, man, I'm so goddamn proud of you. I'm, like, tearing up just talking about it. From what you've been through, and we've been through it all together, we were all cheering for you. And 800 episodes in, man, I am so goddamn proud of you. Go me.
0: How great. That was nice. So many nice people out there. Thank you so much, guys, for all the kind words. And as if it wasn't enough that we were celebrating 800 episodes. As if it was meant to be. I can't tell you how excited I was yesterday when there was a knock at the door and there stood my, my trusty Postman, who I say hello to every chance I get, and he handed me a little box that off, felt cool and refrigerated, man. and I saw that that box came from Maryland. Unreal. And inside that box was chocolate-covered cicadas. Success! Success! We've done it! We've done it! Action.
1: The cicadas have landed. Literally been camped out in front of your house for a week. They are. And I take a 15-minute break. They are on the premises. Mm. They're in the hizzy, as the kids say. Have you looked at them? I sure have. I
0: inspect them to make sure that they were all intact and they hadn't melted and they came through like a champion. How many are there? I don't know. There's about uh, 8, 10 or something. I don't know. As many as, as we can eat.
1: We're you, not eating. You can, I'm eating you can one. eat your fill. I might eat half. You can eat your fill of no, c- chocolate-covered cicadas. Is, one is more than my fill.
0: So I'm happy to announce, finally, this coming Monday, <sighs> just in time to get in before Eddie's vacation, that he's going to Myrtle Beach. He's heading off to... Goddamn The Monday before he leaves, <sighs> we will finally be able to indulge in the delicacy known as chocolate-covered cicadas. So, show 801 may be my last show. Brood X. 17 years in the, mm. way, in the making. <sighs> so uh, I'm very excited. I'm about not. That. I'm not at all. So happy to I have announce ketchup that. Ketchup on it? On will the... that make everyone
1: mad? <sighs> ketchup on my chocolate cicada? Will that help you? Would that help? Probably. If it pisses people off, it'll help me. Um,
0: So yeah, Monday. Don't miss the show. It's uh, it's going to be worthwhile. We might have to live stream that one. (sighs) Usually we don't we don't uh, back up uh, live stream to live stream. We try to put a week or so in between them, but we might have to live stream Uh, the show on. uh, Why do you want me to throw up on Sunday evening for the four stars? Because I think they would want to witness the magic as it happens.
1: Do they? I.
0: I don't know. We'll see. No.
1: We'll see.
0: Uh, anyway, so there you go. There's all the programming notes. Ooh, one more. This one. Saturday, 3 p.m., it is our live stream event for the three- and four-star generals as we do as a special perk for you guys. Uh, come on out. We're going to be doing a uh, AMA and Ask Me Anything. We're going to revert back to the old form because a lot of people have questions they've been wanting to get to over the past couple uh, cocktail parties. So we will get to that this Saturday, 3 p.m., Pacific Daylight Savings Time. And uh, so... I'll be sending out that link via Patreon as well. So same as the old cocktail party hour. Same time, PM. got it. same channel. Got it. Absolutely. All right. I think that pretty much covers it. Okay. Very excited. I'm not at all. I'm they're not to- nearly as big as I was hoping they were going to be. <sighs> they're only about this big. They're about- That's a, plenty
1: big. About an
0: an inch, inch and a half. I was hoping for like a 3 inch. How big
1: do you think cicadas are? I don't are? know. I don't think I've ever seen. They're not that- You look at the little crusty shells in the tree. They're like an inch big. Yeah, I suppose. Anyway. Smaller the better. They're good to go. They're ready. Swallow it whole and not even bite it. Come on, man. Wow. Like that dude in the whale. Just swallow the whole thing.
0: Now it's time to turn our attention to you, beloved members of the Garmin. We love it when you reach out to us. So many ways you can do it. Emails, of course. Ralph at theralfreport.com. Eddie or Steve at that same email address. Social media works, too. But a lot of folks like to leave their voicemail messages on the Ralph Report hotline. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It is available to you. I'll leave your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your comments, all you got to do is dial up that number, 1-833.
1: Hello. Yeah,
0: I'll listen to them all. And then I grab a handful and we we'll put them here in a segment that we call Garmy on the Line.
1: The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Rob's going to play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind.
0: Blip, 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 Look, you're not the only guy that gets static from people. Oh, yeah? What about me and my daily call from the guy who's saying I got the Joker's uh, <laughs> vat of chemicals name wrong? How about that guy? Did he did he call? I, he called again. I, I called him out yesterday right. on his nagging. And he called back. And he called back, but it was kind of a good call. <laughs>
1: hey, Ralph. It's Richie. The, uh, the guy with annoying little brother. And uh, I'm glad you finally cracked. And I had a blast listening to your little spiel about me going in every day. A lot of fun. Glad, <laughs> just glad to be over with you. I don't know why I got into that. But as a reward for just mentioning that, you didn't even play the phone calls. I'm, I'm not even disappointed. But as a reward, I am going to upgrade to three star general from two star. Hmm. So it was all worth thought, it. Oh, that's worth it. Yeah! All so right. you got static and it was
0: worth it. I'll take it. I'll take it all day long. What about you? Will you take it all day long? No,
1: I apparently do.
0: Will you take it with uh, such good good humor? I,
1: I do. Hi, Ralph, Eddie, Steve.
0: Um, this is Ashley from Philly. Ah. Eddie, you don't
1: get to put ketchup on your fucking cheesesteak. I do. Yeah, I do. You, you don't. I do. You don't get to do it. I do. But you're wrong. You're, you're wrong. I'm gonna do it and take a picture of it. But you wrong. No. But you wrong. (laughs) Stop being wrong. Nope. Be right. I don't want to be right. I'm gonna fucking smother it in ketchup. But
0: you wrong. We're on a roll here this week on the Ralph Report. Uh, People asking where do things come from? All turkey related so far. Oh
1: yeah.
0: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday,
1: all turkey questions. We got a turkey and turkeys. We We got three in a row. Three in a row. Hey, Ralph, Eddie, and uh, the crew. Paul Cohen from Windsor, Ontario, Canada. I'm going to continue the turkey talk, and where did it come from? So, talking turkey, where did that come from? All right. Thanks. Love you. See you next. Bye
0: the phrase let's talk turkey yeah, let's right talk some, yeah, let's talk turkey. means to engage in a frank and practical discussion about a matter usually yeah. a business matter it's like getting down to brass tacks let's do yeah. it let's talk turkey why do we say that where does that I come from i don't know
1: where did it come from where did it go where did it come from we want to know where did it come from saying ain't so where'd it come from i not fucking no
0: we are just blowing our turkey load in the summertime when we should have been saving <laughs> it should for have been November. our Thanksgiving week shows. But <laughs> what are you going to do? Can't control everything. The origin of talking turkey. Why do they say talking turkey? I don't know. Well, supposedly, it goes back to the times when the settlers, the colonists, were negotiating with the Indians over wild turkeys when they were trying to get game for their food. Oh. And they would engage in uh, bartering for the wild turkeys and so the phrase to talk turkey with an indian was to make a negotiation so that you could own some of the wild fowl in exchange for whatever the colonists were growing right. that the indian well, might here's a disease ridden blanket exactly give me that turkey here's some smallpox and now give huh. me a turkey <laughs> but it all goes back to a story that was published in 1837. They think this is what really popularized that phrase I'm going to read you the story, okay? Mm -hmm. story, a Native American and a white man are trying to divide up some game from a hunt. They went hunting together. And the white man says to the Native American man, I'll tell you what, I'll take the turkey and you can have the buzzard. Or you can have the buzzard and I'll take the turkey. (laughs) So the white guy was trying to scam... The Native American. Wait.
1: White guys trying to scam the Native Americans? Exactly. That's so weird.
0: And the, reportedly, the, uh, the Native American stopped him and said, now talk turkey to me. <laughs> about him getting the turkey. right? And so that's, when that story was published in the 1800s, apparently Talk Turkey caught on as, that's, a, as a
1: phrase. That's pretty funny. So there you go.
0: It all came down to a joke. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come
1: from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? No, fucking know. no.
0: All right. How about Eddie drawing something in a minute? Oh, oh, Those okay. are always fun. I got your sketch pad there in I front see of it. you. Here it is. You got your uh, your uh, green marker now, yeah. which has become the
1: it's the the, the traditional card? the
0: traditional marker of the drawn in sixty <laughs> seconds segment. You know what we haven't played it is a jingle. So I want to play this call oh. from Kevin. Kevin yeah. thinks he has an eye for a jingle, and I I listen to this and I think it's really good. Okay. it's fresh. It's happening. It's today. It's now. Hey
1: Ralph and Yoho Odie. Uh, it's
0: Kevin from Huntington Beach here. I
1: wanted just to call in and give you my attempt at a uh, jingle for John in 60 Seconds. Okay, right? <laughs> seconds, 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 seconds. I like that. I like that's new I've fresh. never
0: heard anything like that. That is really good. That's, that's pretty good. I wish someone else had the kind of skill that could deliver that right? kind of jingle. But uh, seriously folks, as they say, Chaz sent this in. We're going to be rotating through a bunch of them until we find one we really like. Uh, Chaz wrote this one. I think it's got potential. Eddie
1: draws in 67. Somehow both every
0: some week. Reason. No, they're all good. <laughs> all right, what's Eddie going to be drawing this week? Well, this uh, gentleman, his mind has been on something you mentioned a while ago. He just simply can't shake oh, okay. it.
1: Okay, Ralph, I love you. I hope you're doing well in your personal life and just relaxing, taking it easy. I just barely made it through the Eddie talking about his. His bathroom. Mm. This should be a, a, a quick sketch, uh, 60 minute second drawn thing about him drawn in his bathroom. I mean, how gross is it? I mean, he could care everywhere. I mean, that's a gross someone got me toothpaste sprayed everywhere. Right. Like uh, still water, standing water oh, hanging around. Like, yeah. it's got to be. Right. And why wouldn't he just clean? He's insane. He's obscene. obscene. <laughs> yes, and, he's uh, obscene. Yeah, appreciate you listening to the message. Take care, Ralph.
0: Yeah, there we go. So that's your assignment this week is to sketch. Your filthy
1: bathroom. Have you cleaned it yet? I did clean it. Well, I cleaned, actually, I, um, today. Did the muscle brush come? Muscle brush has not come. That's I'm saving that for the shower. <laughs> you're that's getting, muscle brush you're territory. you never getting the muscle No, brush. I cleaned the floors. I cleaned the toilet. I cleaned the sink. All that's clean. Spit spot clean. But I have not cleaned the shower yet because that is muscle brush territory. Oh, my God. Once muscle brush comes. The fact that you need a power tool to clean your shower
0: speaks volumes. What, what was the last time you cleaned the toilet, do you think? Uh, I clean it like every
1: mm, probably two or three months. It just gave me the willies. I literally had a chill go up my spine. Well, it's I, I have one of those uh, bleach discs you put in the back. Sure, that and that, that sort solves of takes everything. Care of
0: it. Yeah, there's no urine splash or any other kind of problem. I as long aim as you, pretty well as long
1: as you have a bleach there's disc. There's No urine splashing with me. It happens. It's That's a what big it,
0: hole. It, yeah, but water comes out when you're urinating. No, it,
1: I, I I hit the back of the bowl and it just dr- runs right down. All right. I'm An pretty good at, shoot, at shooting into the bowl. So
0: this gentleman would like to see your filthy bathroom. I think maybe you could be cleaning it, or you could just do a still life of just... Uh, like a know, nature photography can, of the
1: bathroom. Yes, but we need to
0: to really capture your... Oh, okay.
1: There's so much detail in that. I,
0: don't, your, uh, okay. I envision as a truck stop... Bathroom sort of vibe to it. All right, I'll try.
1: This is a lot of detail in 60 seconds.
0: Well, you don't have to do it all. all you right. could just do, you know, the toilet and the shower. I mean, you leave right. it open. All right. We've got the 60-second timer. Right. When the there music stops, 60 seconds will be up. I'll fill it with some rambling. So it's time for Drawn in 60 Seconds. I want to talk to everybody today about going for it and it's been on my mind a lot because this is the 800th episode of the Ralph Report and this was a gamble that I took a necessary gamble admittedly I had lost my job on the radio and I had no real prospects and so the idea of doing my own podcast was daunting I didn't know if I had the the time or the talent or the wherewithal or the technology or the equipment everything stood in my way And I talked to some friends, most importantly, Kevin Smith, who said, just do it, just go for it. And so I just decided to get out of my own way and stop trying to tell myself things that would become roadblocks for me. I freed those all up and I just went ahead. And you'll be surprised what you can do when you give yourself permission. So if there's something you want to do out there, if you've got a dream or a goal, don't tell yourself no because there's a lot of people in the world who will already tell you no. You don't need to be one of those people. Try to try, try it. There's no nothing bad can come from that. All right, Eddie Pence, it's time for right. us to take a look at your uh, filthy bathroom. Gross! <laughs> <laughs> <Disgusting>. <laughs> those, those are those are flies. I can tell. Yes, <laughs> had cobwebs. There's a cobweb. And standing water on the floor and urine leaking out of the toilet mm. and the sink is running over. Yeah. I did my best in That's 60 seconds. That's really strong. <laughs> that is really strong in 60 seconds. We will well, be uh, putting that up via Patreon for everyone to take a look today so you can see Eddie's work. That is really oh, good. Thank you very much. I think maybe the best one so far. <laughs> you keep saying every week, I don't know if I can do That's this, and then you, you knock something out.
1: But this is I've see, I see this every day. That's so, true. You had the sense I didn't memory. have to really think of much.
0: We will, of course, be putting this up for someone to take <laughs> home in something we call the <laughs> raffle. Where folks who make donations to charity are eligible to walk away with this uh, remarkable piece of art. I thought since it's dealing with bathrooms and housing, and you're lucky enough to have a home, and I'm lucky enough to have a home, that maybe we could donate to Habitats for Humanity International. That's a great idea. They're a great charity, and they help build and provide low-income housing to people who need it around the world. So I thought anyone who makes a donation of any size to Habitats for Humanity... Would be entered in the uh, raffle and have an opportunity to take that. That's home. a wonderful idea. So yeah. there we go. By the way, I think uh, Jimmy Carter still helps. Does he hammer nails? And he build builds houses, houses and
1: shit, man. He's man, insane. He's crazy.
0: All right. Lastly, you know we play upbeat music each and every show because we want to put a little lead in your pencil or blood in your dick, as Eddie Pence would say. Something to cheer you up a little <laughs> bit. We call them our happy hits. Bojack is making today's suggestion.
1: Hey, Ralph. Bo Jack from D.C. calling. Now, I know you don't play birthday requests on Mm-mm. the Ralph Report, Mm-mm. so this is why I'm going to
0: request this happy hit for the
1: day after my birthday.
0: This is one of my near-two-year-old daughter, little Bo Jacqueline's favorites, to jam to while we're getting ready in the morning. But could you please play us rubber band man by the
1: Spinners? That would be awesome. This is definitely a happy hit for us and our family. Love you.
0: Mean it. Bye. This is an awesome happy hit. Commercial for uh, Home Depot or, or uh, Office Depot or Office Max or something. That's all. They had the guy pushing the uh, mail card through the through the oh, office, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, that yeah, was yeah. the song behind it. Yeah, I always yeah, think yeah. of that. <laughs> Thanks everybody who called in today. We truly appreciate it. You too can be featured in the garmi on the Line segment, but the only way for that to happen is if you call me. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Roth Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. Now it's time for us to look at some historic birthdays throughout history. Folks who were born on this day who went on to achieve memorable things, they were born to be alive. Born. 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 Born to be alive. Fascinates me, this segment, because on this day, these people were little tiny babies. Yeah. They were blank slates. Right. And then they grew up to achieve
1: memorable things. In some cases, great things. The impact they would have on our lives.
0: How crazy is that? Yeah. They're just tiny little creatures, and then they become these things. It's amazing. It's amazing. On this day in 1239, King Edward I of England. All right, maybe he knew what he was going to be when he was (laughs) born. Well, when you're born a king. Because that's how that kind of works. (laughs) Another king, King Charles XII of Sweden, was born on this day in 1682. In 1867, John Robert Gregg, Irish American inventor, was born in Rockory Island. He invented shorthand. shorthand. Are you familiar with the stenography system, the or hand the stenography system? No, it's, it's, it's written
1: by hand. Before they had stenography, machines. I've heard of shorthand, but I don't know what it looks like.
0: It looks like a bunch of squiggles and shapes, and like my
1: handwriting to begin with. Yes, yeah. but
0: it is it is a truncated version of the language, much like stenography is when they use the stenographer's right. machine in a courtroom. Right, but this is done with hand and pen. And there was a time where secretaries and people who worked in offices were required to know this so they could take notes at meetings and and dictation and things like that. Mm -hmm. Now, because of dictaphones and things like that that uh, came afterwards, it's not nearly as popular, but it's still being used today. He invented a fucking language, basically. It's mad. I can't even master one. I'm telling you. Also on this day, Tommy Burns, famous Canadian boxer, became heavyweight champ. 1881, he was born. Igor Stravinsky. Heard of him. Don't know what he did, but I've heard of him. Igor Stravinsky, yeah, was famous Russian composer. Uh, that's how I heard him. A very beautiful music. Yeah, he was known for uh, avant-garde music, music that is not uh, what everyone traditionally was doing at the time of music. Mm. Okay. What was your favorite piece of Strav- oh, Stravinsky's? Would you, if you had to, if you had to pick just one, Eddie? What would you think it would be? Corn off the cob. Corn off the cob. Ah, oh, yes. That was a two-part, wasn't there? Corn on the cob, it was and corn then on the, cob. the second
1: movement was corn off corn the cob. Off the cob. And I then think corn in your poo <laughs> was his third. It was a trilogy. I see. I think the Rite of Spring for a lot
0: of people is the signature ah, yes. piece by Igor Stravinsky. As I mentioned, he was avant-garde. So mm-hmm. as I play for you a little piece of the Rite of Spring, it may not sound like traditional classical music to you. But try to keep an open mind. Okay, I will.
1: Sounds like the orchestra pit warming up.
0: Doesn't that just fill you with the feeling of
1: spring? (laughs) It sounds like... Like a beautiful meadow full of flowers? (laughs) Like someone mashed two songs together. (laughs) That's an actual piece of music. That's an actual piece of music? You heard me. God, he sucked. Hey, come on. Jesus. The great Stravinsky. Was he? Was he?
0: 1882, Harold Gillies was born in New Zealand. Mm -hmm. The father of modern plastic surgery. Oh. Here's how he got to be good. He pioneered skin grafting techniques during the First World War on burned soldiers. Oh, that's a good thing. He was able to take skin from other parts of their body and actually adhere it to their body to help them heal from uh, horrible burns they, that's a good thing. they got during the war. And that those processes became the foundation for modern plastic surgery. Mm. So now what he did to save lives, Beverly Hills Housewives do now so that they can right. tend to be eight months younger yes. than they are. <laughs> Ruth Wakefield was born in 1903. Maybe the most important person on our list today. She went on to run a little inn called the Toll House Inn in Whitman, Massachusetts. Mm. And One day she busted up some Nestle's Baker chocolate and put it in her cookie dough and came up with the Toll House cookie. She invented the chocolate chip cookie? She invented the chocolate chip cookie. She's a very important lady. Very important. She gave Nestle the recipe for her cookies, by the way. They wanted to put it on every bag of Nestle's semi-sweet chocolate. That's still there today, right? It's still there today. You know how they paid her? A lifetime supply of chocolate. That
1: sounds like she got ripped off. I think so, too. Big time. I would have rather had cash. I could buy my own chocolate. (laughs) Can I get a lifetime supply of cash? This is Willy
0: Wonka's fucking factory. (laughs) How about write me a check, Nestle's? You fucking pricks.
1: Wow, she got screwed over.
0: In 1904, actor Ralph Bellamy was born. As everyone knows, Ralphs make the best actors, it says here. Oh, I didn't know that. It says it here. I don't don't say it. It says it 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 says it here in this uh, autobiography. Mm. Um, He was in Rosemary's Baby, His Girl Friday. I mean, he had a career start in the 1940s. He kept working all the way up until his death. Most people I think in this audience probably know him as one of the Duke brothers in trading places. Okay. Don Amici was one, Ralph Bellamy was the right, other. Right, if right. you remember Trading Places, these were the evil billionaire brothers who make a bet with each other that they can take a man off the street and raise him up in their corporation right. and take another man who's high in their corporation and break him until he's living on the street. Yes. Dan Aykroyd, Eddie Murphy, very funny film called Trading All Places. All for one dollar. of yeah, the bet, the bet was one dollar. Here's a little bit of Ralph Bellamy.
1: Oh wage okay perfectly useless psychopath like Valentine and turned him into a successful executive and during the same time we turned an honest hard-working man into a violently
0: deranged would-be killer) <laughs> In that scene, Eddie Murphy's in the bathroom. He's overhearing yes. their bet. And that's when the tides turn and they they get their revenge. Yeah. But later on in that scene, as I was pulling that clip, Don Amici says to Ralph Bellamy, do you think we should keep Valentine in his position as an executive? And Ralph Bellamy says, do you really think I would have an N-word running our family company? Mm. Just says it as yeah. big as life. And... At the time, I don't even remember that scene. I don't remember that scene. Either. I don't remember. I don't remember that word. word. I remember that scene, but I don't remember that word in that. I don't scene. remember the n word in that. But apparently, there was a time where you could drop that and everyone would think, "Hey, this is a pretty funny John Landis comedy." Would not happen today. No,
1: I mean it would happen in real life, but I know. not not in a movie. I know, but people. Maybe a Tarantino
0: movie. People can't separate real life from movies mm-hmm. anymore. Kingman Brewster was born on this day in 1919. Kingman Brewster. <laughs> Became the president of Yale University. <laughs> of course, he did. With a name like Kingman Brewster, <laughs> He's born into it, man. 1922. Jerry Fielding, jazz musician and composer for many films and TV shows, was born. Uh, some of his film scores: The Wild Bunch with Sam Peckinpah, great movie. Also did Straw Dogs with Peckinpah, Another The Bad News movie. Bears with uh, Clint Eastwood. He did Outlaw Josie Wales and The Enforcer. Wrote some TV themes as well, including that of The Bionic Woman, and maybe this one you'll recognize. <laughs> hogan's heroes the
1: theme. nazi comedy
0: that's right how funny would it be if a bunch <laughs> of americans were in a nazi war camp and the nazis were like fuck-ups but
1: likable fuck-ups
0: oh uh, yeah that, that clink he's all right he's got a heart of gold <laughs> for a nazi
1: 1927
0: lucio folci italian director was born in rome he later became known as the godfather of gore His low budget horror films, so filled with reprehensible violence that it became his trademark. Some of his films, actually, all of his films sound like titles Eddie Pence would make up (laughs) if I asked him what his favorite (laughs) Lucio Fulci film was. Here's some of his film. Uh, He had the Gates of Hell trilogy, of course. Oh, yes. City of the Living Dead, The Beyond, and The House by the Cemetery. Uh, Massacre Time. That was one one of his films. A Lizard in a Woman's Skin. That's another movie of his. <laughs> Don't Torture a Duckling <laughs> from <laughs> 1972. I want to see that movie. Uh, White Fang, Four of the Apocalypse, Zombie 2, The New York Ripper, A Cat in the Brain. <laughs> These are all
1: uh, the work of Lucio <sighs> Fulci. I like this guy.
0: I'm going to make you a movie. It's so good. It's got a Massacre Time, okay? Everybody look at their watch. They say, oh, it's a Massacre Time, and they start to kill. It's <laughs> so good. Oh. 1947, Paul Young, English singer and percussionist with Mike and the Mechanics, was born. Sadly, we lost him last year. Talented guy.
1: All I need is a miracle. All I need. love that band. They had yeah. some hits. Good tune.
0: And on this day in 1980, Venus Williams, American tennis star, was born, mm. considered one of the all-time greats here locally in Linwood, California, yeah. not too far from where we are right yeah. here today. All right, you know what we do now? We find a food related to someone who had a birthday in history on this day, and we run it past Eddie Pet to see if it's something had he would... <laughs>
1: Eat. Eat. And then stick up his ass. <laughs> and then pull it out. Uh. There you go. We run the food past him. been doing this for a while.
0: We all have 800 times. <laughs> uh, we run the food past him and see if he would do those things. How do we find out? Well, we talk about the food. We talk about the person. And then we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. If indeed he would eat it, well, those reels come up and they match. It's a jackpot. Jackpot. However, if they come up and they're mismatched, <laughs> that's no good for anybody. <laughs> least of all him. All right. Let's talk about the person who was born today who influenced eating forever. Eddie
1: Pence.
0: Oh, okay. All right. You yes. ready for this guy? Ready. Born ready. in 1870. Okay. George Cormack was born in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay. All right. Back in 1921, Eddie Pence. Yeah. Cormack was working at the Washburn Crosby Company. Okay. And there was an accident in the kitchen. Uh-oh. Someone spilled a mixture of wheat bran onto a hot stove, made uh, these tiny little flakes. And someone said, hey, that's a good idea. So George Cormack got to work on it, and he perfected the flakes so they wouldn't uh, crumble in the packaging on the way to the stores. Mm-hmm. They would stay, maintain their uh, their wholeness in the box. Okay. And such was born a legendary breakfast cereal that we still eat today. Iconic, I would add, largely because of the uh, photos that uh, adorn the box of it. Oh. There was a uh, contest held in the company to come up with a name for the flakes, one of the uh, employees suggested nutties. <laughs> nobody, nope. Nobody wanted nutties. You don't want to eat nutties in the morning. Another one, gold medal wheat flakes, was also passed over. But there was a, uh, an employee, nutties. Jane Bossman, said, Why don't we call them Wheaties? Because they're made out of wheat. And Wheaties were born. Oh, okay. Wheaties, of course, famously carrying the pictures of successful athletes for the most yes. part on the cover.
1: I have a Super Bowl Twenty Two box with a. Uh, Doug Williams on it. Some of them are quite collectible. I, it's in a plexiglass container. Yeah, yeah I think uh um,
0: Bruce Jenner famously when yes. he won the decathlon at the Olympics. That's he a famous was on one. There. And then who that? Mary Lou, Mary Lou Retton, Retton yeah. also very famous. Wheaties also has another distinction. It became the first product ever to be sold on the radio with a pre-recorded commercial jingle. Huh. In 1926, they started advertising it on a local Minneapolis radio station, WCCO Radio. I actually have it here with me. This is the pre-recorded. Commercial jingle for Wheaties. Again, it was the first one ever used in advertising on radio. Have you tried Wheaties? They're whole wheat with all of the bran. Won't you try Wheaties? For wheat is the best food of man. They're crispy and crunchy the whole year through. The kiddies never tire of them, and neither will you. So just buy Wheaties, the best breakfast food in the land. God. That would make me rush out Fuck. to the store and pick up some Wheaties. I'd never get to the end of that. I would turn the radio off. Fucking brutal. I think maybe John Cooperman had any relatives working in the jingle <laughs> business back in the, it's back in the 1920s. It's a long line of jinglers. I'm kidding, Coop. You know I love you. (laughs) So anyway, Wheaties is the food in question. Wheaties. Does Eddie Pence eat a big bowl of Wheaties? You know, you get a lot of energy and stuff, I guess, from that. That's what they used to tell us when we
1: were kids. Make you Olympian, man. That's
0: right. Let's see if Eddie Pence eats Wheaties. (laughs) Wheaties? Nutties. Let's see if he eats Nutties or Wheaties. I'll take a Nutty. (laughs) Pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. Here we go. One box, two
1: box, three. And a And a than oh, a I like <laughs> a I eat weedy. It's not my first choice in cereals.
0: But I, I like weedies. I eat weedy. I eat, I, eat I like Witties. I like Whitties. I like cereals that aren't sweet. Yeah. I mean they're a little
1: bland, but I, I like that. I, I like
0: I've moved away from sugary Sugar cereals. cereals. I can't eat them in the morning. Yeah. If I eat breakfast cereal, it has to be. Special K or Wheaties or something that just is just cardboard and milk. not cardboard. It's got a hearty, grainy taste to okay. it, like the grape game. nuts or something like that. So you have some movement later. That's why <sighs> my movement is fine, thank you. Because I eat sauerkraut, it keeps me, yeah. keeps me going. So there you go. Eddie Pence would eat. We eat I yeah. don't hate them.
1: It's not. The, is that the Breakfast of Champions Wheaties? I, yeah, that is the Breakfast of Champions. I thought so. It's always champions on the box. There you go. And that's it. And these people were all born
0: to be alive. Born to be alive. Born to be alive. All right, now it's time to take a look at the entertainment news with a segment I call The Showbiz Beat. This is precious. This is spectacular. What? I don't know if you saw this or not, but the Foo Fighters had a concert. Oh, not yeah. Not too far from here, up in Agora Hills. They did. At the Canyon Club on Tuesday night. They are getting ready for a big show at Madison Square Garden in New York City on June 20th. Here's the thing. If you went to the show, you had to have proof of your vaccination. They only had vaccinated fans inside. Well, that did not sit well with some people. Yeah, One of those people being Ricky Schroeder. Shocking. Who was protesting outside the venue against Foo Fighters because
1: they were letting vaccinated fans into the venue. Well, had to move from Costco to bigger venues, I guess. What the fuck is wrong with this guy? He just wants attention. He's an angry old person.
0: He released the following statement. Dave Grohl is an ignorant punk who needs slapped. Wow. That's not even good English. I would
1: love Dave Grohl to confront Ricky Schroeder
0: in person and watch him back down. Who needs slapped for supporting discrimination. (laughs) Ignorance comes in all shapes and sizes. Kurt Cobain is laughing at you, Dave, along with millions of patriots.
1: Fool. Fucking
0: idiot. dropped a fool on it. He dropped a fool on it. Yeah. I don't think uh, Kurt Cobain's laughing
1: at anybody. No. No, no. he's not doing anything. No, he's, he's in a not. black void. That's right. What an asshole. What's well, a fucking major asshole? Is what that discrimination? The, what,
0: does that, what does that get
1: for anyone? How can a white man in America be screaming discrimination?
0: Especially... Go guy, fuck yourself. A guy who had a silver spoon in his mouth. Yeah. Literally. Oh, fuck yourself.
1: And figuratively. Silver spoon.
0: Seth Rogen. Congratulations. He's got a new career. He's now a sculptor. One of his ceramic sculptures went up for auction this week, and uh, when the hammer came down, 12,000 Canadian dollars were wow. paid for it. That's about 10,000 Americans. Still. It is a uh, vase, basically, or vase. Do you say vase or vase? I say
1: vase. I say vase usually. I know. It seems pretentious. I know, but
0: i vase sounds wrong to me now in my head. I say vase. Do vase. Look at vase. It was an orange and brown vase.
1: Vase See, just sounds, that makes it
0: sound real and gritty. Mm-hmm. Rick Schroeder would like it. <laughs> yeah, he would. And uh, it's got a bumpy exterior, and somebody thought it was very uh, special, and mm-hmm. so they paid a lot of money for it. He took up ceramic work during the pandemic. That's how he spent his time in quarantine. Yeah. He bought himself a pottery kiln and a throwing wheel, and uh, now he makes pottery. Uh, along with making a, a marijuana empire. I'm guessing that's why he was doing ceramics, <laughs> was to make bongs. I'm thinking right. it wasn't all just vases. Or vases. Is... Anyway, he's not going to keep the money. He's going to take the money and donate it to public programs and exhibitions in Canada so people can uh, well, learn more about the that's arts. That's awesome. So it's good he's not safe keeping the money. Joe Francis, disgusting pig Joe Francis. <laughs> asshole, piece of garbage, human flotsam, pile of shit Joe Francis has a beachfront estate down in Mexico. Oh. And... It caught on fire yesterday. Aww. Could not be happier. Uh, burnt to the ground. Sadly, he was not inside of it when it <laughs> caught fire, nor were his friends the Kardashians. But, uh, yeah, his home in Mexico, where a lot of celebrities go to vacation and party, apparently has uh, is partially at least burnt to the ground, yeah. which makes me
1: Sometimes karma wakes up. Sometimes.
0: This guy, first of all, made his fortune by taking advantage of drunk college girls. Yeah shooting them surreptitiously and releasing that girls gone wild fucking franchise yeah. he's also been accused multiple times of sexual assault and domestic violence he is he is human garbage yeah. and i literally wish he had been inside the house when it was on the maybe next there. time maybe next time i just gotta look at the schedule more carefully that's all <laughs> hey i can't believe you didn't buy this house eddie pence you had a chance to buy a murder house i you know i on. totally would have the uh, Charles Manson LaBianca Murder House sold this week. Dude. You know, the uh, Tate-LaBianca murders, yeah. Yeah. the two uh, two nights, the, the August 9th and 10th.
1: That's over in uh, Silver Lake area, right? Or- yeah,
0: Los Feliz. Los Feliz.
1: Yeah, they they,
0: um, they went to the Tate house on the 9th, the first yeah. night, and then they went back on the 10th and killed Leno and Rosemary LaBianca. And uh, the house where they were murdered finally sold. They were asking $2.2 2 for it. And it finally sold that's for about... has been
1: on the market for a while.
0: ...1.8. Yeah, you know, and again, Eddie, I bring this up every time we talk about this. It doesn't seem to phase you. A lot of people don't want to live in the house where one of the bloodiest, most famous, brutal murders
1: ever happened. They did a ghost hunters there at one point. I don't... Well, that's who sold it. The Your ghost... buddy... Zach, Zach Baggins? Zach Douche's. <laughs> Zach Douche Baggins.
0: He uh, owned it because he wanted right. to be a spooky murder house. And then he realized no one wanted to come see his, huh. his disgusting display of murder. And so and he's trying to <laughs> offload it. So he, uh, okay. he, he took it in the shorts, apparently. He, uh, he had to sell it for less than he paid Well, for. well he
1: still makes a lot of money.
0: It's only uh, two bed, two bath. 1,600 square feet. Well, it's not that big. It's not I a mean, big it's place. It's bigger where I live. But, but uh, anyway. Sorry you missed out on your I murder house. I would lived there. I would not.
1: I totally would have lived there. That's <sighs> amazing.
0: It's not amazing. It's horrific. Why do you want to be around bed juju?
1: Because you just get some sage and it goes away, right? That's the, what they do. You it? walk through with some burning sage yeah. and it's done. Well This house is clear. You you never clean it. You would never clean the house. So what ghosts would want to come in my bathroom? That's None. Right. So I'm fine. Hey, our old pal Tessica Brown is back. Remember oh, Tessica? Yes, I remember Tessica. She was the
0: gorilla glue yes, girl. Helmet head. She was the genius who put uh uh, uh, industrial Street. adhesive into her hair, thinking it was hairspray, and then had to go through uh, several trips to the ER and eventually had to have it surgically yes. removed. She has got her
1: own line of hair care products. Oh my now. God. Wow. <laughs> you can't fuck up bad enough called anymore. Forever Hair. And it is.
0: It is promised to be as as good at holding your hair in place as gorilla glue, but she promises without all the surgery, it will actually uh, wash out of oh, your
1: hair. Yes, you cannot fuck up bad enough anymore.
0: Hairspray, uh, edge control, hair growth drops—a whole line of hair care under the Forever Hair um, product line—and she's hoping to make a killing uh, with this. Wow. Wow. By all means, let's reward the stupidest people in society by... That's what we do. ...giving them opportunities to get rich. That's what we
1: do. That's what we do.
0: Will Smith. He's already rich. He deserved it. Yeah. He is going to try to bring back the hour-long variety special. That's been
1: tried before. It
0: has, but not with the star power of a Will Smith. Right. He's going to be doing it on Netflix. He's got a hour-long variety special lined up at Netflix with the usual variety special mm-hmm. menu uh celebrity guests sketches
1: conversation musical performances i don't know i would like to see a variety show come so back. so i would love to see it come back i you know it's just been tried before and it never seems to work maybe he can make it work he's a pretty talented dude yeah i think maybe he can pull it off and lastly the first of the
0: batman actors is finally weighing in on the controversy about batman not being allowed to go down and eat catwoman's <laughs> pussy in that Harley Quinn animated series on HBO Max, Val Kilmer's speaking out on it. Oh, good, let's hear. Well, not really speaking out on it so much, and that's not a joke about his throat cancer. It's about the fact he didn't say anything. He just tweeted a little snippet from his film, Batman Forever, where Batman and Nicole Kidman are up there by the bat signal. yeah, And uh, she's trying to talk him into going out on a date. And the line is, we could give it a try. I'll bring some wine. While she's trying to seduce Batman. Right. And so he just posted that in response to the story that <laughs> Batman was not allowed to eat Catwoman's pussy.
1: So there you go.
0: We have heard from one Batman.
1: So okay. Far. Well, I can't wait to hear from more.
0: Today's celebrity birthdays All These Stars Born on June 17th. Singer Barry Manilow is 78 years old today. I'm not a
1: big Barry Manilow fan. I'm not a huge fan of the whole catalog, but there's a couple songs that are catchy.
0: You know what sticks with me? The one song of his that I do like, only because I was a huge fan of foul play growing up as a kid with Chevy Chase and Goldie Hawn. This song was featured in that movie. Comedian Joe Piscopo is 70 years old today. Mark Lynn Baker from Perfect Strangers is 67. You know they're uh, rebooting Perfect Strangers? They are? Yeah. With uh, two uh, African-American female leads. That's not gonna work. It's pointless. Uh, Perfect Strangers was the odd couple with one guy who talked in a funny accent because he did it in a movie. And it was in Beverly Hills Cop, everybody said, oh, that's a funny voice, and they totally, just built it around that one guy's character. That was totally set, that's only worked in that moment in time. You don't need that, just take the two actresses and write them something
1: new. Yeah, don't, call, don't do that. It's
0: dumb. Bobby Farrelly from the Farrelly Brothers writing-directing team is 63. Thomas Hayden Church is 61. Arthur Darville from Legends of Tomorrow and Doctor Who is 39. Speaking of the Doctor... Jodie Whittaker, Doctor Who herself, is also
1: 39.
0: (laughs) Love that theme. Greg Kinnear is 58. Jason Patrick is 55. Will Forte, oh, Eddie's... Favorite comedian McGruber. in the world.
1: MacGruber. Funniest man. film in movie history. No, not, not funniest. Greatest one comedy of, ever in of, the history
0: of cinema. One of the greatest comedies. McGruber. Sounds good. 51 years old today. Kendrick Lamar is 34. KJ Appa from Riverdale is 24. And singer Kevin Thornton of Color Me Bad is 52.
1: I want
0: And that's it for Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz Beat. And how appropriate that we should play a clip from that song, I Want to Sex You Uh, Up, on this Thursday. Because on Thursdays, Uh on the Ralph Report, I want to sex you up with Sex You. You
1: don't know what to do. There's one man to help you through. He's a graduate of sex.
0: Today's Sex Shoe is going to talk about that last story we featured in the showbiz beat. The story about Batman not being allowed to go down on Catwoman yep. in that adult version of uh, Harley Quinn over a there shame. on HBO Max. It's a shame. The If you don't know the story, the producers of that show, Justin Halpern and Patrick Schumacher, were... Uh, working on season three of Harley Quinn, a show which is rife with ultra-violence and very adult themes and sexuality. Mm -hmm. And they had a scene where Batman was going down on Catwoman. And DC Comics came to them and said, no, you can't do that. And they said, why? And they said, heroes don't do that. (laughs) Which is the goddamnedest thing I've ever heard. Makes no heard.
1: sense. And
0: it's been a—it's been quite a point of controversy for some time now. I mean, they responded by saying, wait, so superheroes are selfish lovers? Is that what you're saying? It's like, no, no, we just don't want to, we have to sell toys with Batman on it and no one's going to buy a toy from a guy who eats pussy, I guess.
1: That was their logic. I, they should I don't buy all the toys it. from the guy that eats pussy. Yeah,
0: no one buys their line. They think it's part of a greater problem in entertainment in general, which is... Women's pleasure is represented in film, television, and other mass media yeah. at a much lower percentage than male pleasure is. I mean, think about how many times you've seen a blowjob given in a legitimate movie or TV yeah. show, either for comic effect or something that's sexy. Yeah. But a girl on her knees in front of a guy is a pretty common sight in adult entertainment. And I don't mean X-rated. I mean, in, in terms of movies and mainstream yeah, you movies just and see TV the girl shows. going out of
1: frame. Right. It's played over Damn. and over again. Yeah. Now
0: think the converse. How many times do you see a woman pleasured orally in a movie or TV show? Hardly. Um, it is yeah. it is almost never shown. And there's a lot of women out there and just you know critics in general who think that women believe, being pleased in pop culture is there's a big disparity there. Yeah. And I think they've got a point. Um so much so that some people are complaining that men are being also done a disservice because they're not being encouraged or taught how to pleasure women in our mass media right. because they're not seeing it on the screen.
1: Yeah.
0: What they're getting is a steady diet of pornography, which is mostly geared towards male guys. Gratif- you know, gratif-
1: gratification. Male
0: gratification and male fantasies and women doing things for men that they probably wouldn't do in the bedroom. Yeah. So they're finding that a lot of men are fucking clueless in the bedroom. Uh, when in a recent poll, 95% of heterosexual men said they almost always climax during sex. Just 65% of heterosexual women said that. Hmm. And so, it's important that men learn how to provide oral sex to a woman. Yeah, there's a group, by the way, uh, that looks at film and television, and they say have something called the clit test. And they run movie and t- movies and TV shows through this uh, series of questions to see if there's ever any acknowledgement of oral sex or clitoral stimulation or any woman being pleasured other than a man just penetrating her. Right. And they have like a half a dozen shows that actually live up to the standard, and everything wow. else fails. Wow. So I thought we would give tips on how to go down on a woman in oh, today's that's Sex helpful. University. That'll be helpful. One Hundred and One here on uh, Ralph Sex U. Let's start with positions, by the way. There's a list of uh, optional positions that you could use for oral sex when you're providing it to a woman. Mm -hmm. Her reclining back on bed, of course. That's a standard. However, a lot of people like to prop a pillow up underneath the uh, rear end of the woman because it gives you better access and better angles. But it also allows the person providing the oral sex less of a head... Neck. A neck um, cramp. Yeah, Yeah, you can really fuck your neck up if you're down there long enough. Uh, On all fours. Or sitting on the face is another option too. Mm-hmm. It's better for the giver because your neck is straight and you don't run that risk. But um, the 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 givey no the givey the, the, the giver the, the person taker. who's giving better for them. Maybe not so much for the person who's getting service because they're going to be on their knees uh, for right. a long. They'd have to of find time. a more comfortable position. Exactly. Standing against the wall. You always think of a guy standing up getting oral sex. Women yeah. women can do it too. Yeah. If they lean up against the wall or sitting down on a chair. If you think about it. A woman sitting in a chair at uh, face level with her legs spread, it's the perfect level for, uh, for service. All right, here's what you need to do when you're getting down to business. And don't be in such a rush, but rush by the way. Anticipation is a huge part of a turn-on, especially for female sexuality. So take your time. Uh, spend some time with the breasts. You can even leave the underwear on, maybe tease yeah. on the outside Play with the
1: erogenous zones a little bit. There's a lot of that before you even Back get to the it. Back of the knee, stuff like that. But let's cut to
0: the clitoral stimulation part. And a lot of guys have a hard time even finding the clitoris, which is still in this day and age, amazingly troubling to me. Yeah, that's... Given the access we have to almost gynecological views of the woman's body and right. pornography and others, a lot of guys still clueless when it comes right. to clit. And if
1: you don't know, just ask.
0: Or look it up. <laughs> You have access to all the information in the world on the computer. Or just go, is this it? There are diagrams. (laughs) Clitoral stimulation. Of course, dance around it with your tongue. Start off slow. You don't have to go down there and start just going like a jackhammer. Yeah. Tease. Uh, Up and down, side to side. You can try sucking on it, by the way, gently, and see if a woman responds to that. The figure eight motion is also recommended. I know it's an old cliche, but the alphabet, as they say, You can spell the alphabet with your tongue. It's the old Sam Kinison bit. Exactly. spell the alphabet. Here's the thing that a lot of guys don't realize, and they try sometimes uh, to overcompensate. Stay consistent. If you find something that's working Mm -hmm. and you feel the woman is responding to it, stay with that. Yes, Because women often need consistency and a certain amount of time to build up to their orgasm if you change up and start doing different kinds of procedures and you're moving on to something else yeah. and then you're doing this, you're doing that,
1: all you're going to do is take her back to ground zero yeah, and, and she's just got to start all over be again. Be aware of the rest of her body and you can tell if you're doing it right or... Yeah, look for she, the physical signs. She's responding to it in the right way.
0: You'll get moans, you'll get uh, you know, hands on the head. You mean, if you pay attention, yeah. you can find out if and you're doing it right. And every woman's different. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's important to know what works with one woman or one ex-girlfriend of yours or wife is isn't necessarily going to work for the next one. So try a variety of different things. And then as Eddie mentioned, stay tuned into the physical responses, read the room. And and once you find something that's working, stay with that until they say otherwise. I think it's too sensitive. They'll tell you to stop. Uh, Don't forget about the labia, boys and girls. It's very sensitive as well. So you can take some time off from the clitoris and move around there. Uh, Feel free to spread the labia for better access. Uh, Grab the breasts, the nipples, the thighs, the buttocks. There's a lot of erogenous zones on a woman's body that can help with that. Um, Fingers, toys, tongues, penetration. It doesn't have to be all done externally. You can involve both. And often, uh, if a woman has something penetrating her, like a toy or your fingers, it actually can help get her to um, orgasm, especially if you stimulate the G-spot while you're there. And I know this is usually for guys, but it works for women too. Let her know if she wants to watch her favorite porn while you're servicing her. That's okay with you. Give her some visual stimulation if that's something that turns her on. It absolutely can be effective. Um, But it's important to keep in mind, a lot of women feel uncomfortable receiving oral sex because they have been conditioned to think that heroes don't do that. Good girls don't do that. It's it's not something they have a lot of exposure to in mainstream media, as we mentioned. So there is some stigma still involved for certain women accepting that act. They feel self-conscious. They feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Maybe put a blindfold on her so one of her senses is, is um, removed so that she doesn't have to worry about how she looks. She can get lost in her own imagination. Let her know how much you're enjoying it. That will take a lot of the pressure off a woman. If you are enthusiastic and you let her know that she tastes great, and then you're loving it, and you're moaning while you're doing it and making some noise, letting her know that you're enjoying yourself, it often relieves a lot of pressure for women who are receiving oral sex and allows them to uh, have orgasm. And sometimes when you're having
1: intercourse, take a break and go down there and do it. Because it can
0: extend you, too. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Giving
1: yourself a break.
0: Or do it after. Or do it before, during, and after. Uh, Physical, verbal cues, pay attention. And as we always say here when we talk about something like this on Sex University, Communication is key. Like Eddie said, ask if you got a question. And ladies, if she's if he's doing something you don't like, don't worry about hurting his feelings. If he's giving you head, that means obviously he wants no, you to yeah. be happy. So help him out. Give him some guidance. I don't know any guy who would
1: really mind a little uh, constructive no, criticism. Guys want to know. Yeah. I know sometimes girls have that hang up. They don't want to tell guys what's going on. Guys want to know. We want to make you feel good. Guys, we know we're going to, it sounds terrible. We know we're going to get ours. Yeah. Because it always happens right. most of the time. Like you said, 95% of the time or 90% of the time, it happens for us. Right. We want you guys to have it too. So just yes.
0: communicate. Most of us do. If a guy cares about you, he does. Yeah. There's a lot of guys who don't care. That's true. And those are the guys you want to steal steer clear of. Like Batman, apparently.
1: <laughs> it doesn't
0: Superman would go down. Oh, Superman would absolutely go down on you. <laughs> that
1: tongue? That tongue super oh,
0: speed? Damn. Oh my God. <laughs> you have to go to the hospital afterwards. <laughs> and the flash you kidding me i will be over in a second yeah. and then the atom he could go right up inside he you go just, up in there and find that g-spot he could change sizes you know you don't <laughs> batman's not the guy you want to fuck trust me ladies and this is a guy saying from a, from who's sitting in a bat cave <laughs> so there you go <laughs> ladies gentlemen some tips on how to give better oral sex don't be like batman be better Since you- All right, kids, that's it for today's show, the 800th episode of The Ralph Report. Thank you so much for joining us today. The Ralph Report. Don't put bullion cubes in your butthole. Yeah, that's always a disclaimer (laughs) we're going to have to use over and over again. Come join us tomorrow, won't you? It is our Friday show. That's always fun, because Steve Ashton's going to be stopping Mm -hmm. by. He'll bring the UK update, and he's going to be with us at the Video Vault segment as well, where we pick three films that we help uh, give you an idea of something you can check out over the weekend. Interesting topic tomorrow. Because we're sort of celebrating an anniversary today with the uh, 800th episode. Yeah. We thought it would be fun for each of us to pick a movie from the year we were born. Oh. And uh, give you a suggestion from a, from a movie from okay. that year. So be, uh, that'll be the topic for tomorrow's show. Entertainment news, more phone calls, and of course, it's a Friday. So that means... <laughs> I'm the
1: morning. What's going on? I'm going to have some fun. I'm going to What's going
0: on? Just a little tease for tomorrow's show. I'm not giving you the other half until tomorrow. I'm going to make you wait. <laughs> Anticipation. All right, kids, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Until then, love you. Mean it. Bye.